0: Going to throw here to Parker at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5, he is almost... He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got a touchdown! He got it in! He got it in! He got it in!
1: Oh, doctor! Well, howdy guys. Welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. And for the love of all that is holy, folks, it is bacon and eggs week. Let's go... I love,
0: yeah. I love it I'm so sick of this game being a jury's world
1: yeah you know nothing quite like spending 16 seventeen dollars on a beer eighty dollars on parking to play in a subpar environment isn't okay. that what college football is all about money it's
0: it's like it's some it like to enjoy the games that are not sitting in the nosebleeds <clears throat> and to park within the same county if possible sure and, and, you know, you're going to have a couple beers or maybe even just a Coke. You know, you get the souvenir cup and, and maybe a hot dog. For sure. Um, or maybe you go, you'll get your you balls out and you get, you know, like a burger and fries. And we made that mistake down at Minute Maid. Uh, wow, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, but you're talking about somewhere between a car payment and a mortgage payment to watch a football game. Right. In, 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 in a, in a Dead atmosphere. And
1: just to make it even worse, if you're in the upper deck, you're not even watching the damn game. You're looking at the scoreboard.
0: Watching the Jumbotron. There's no point. Which, oddly enough, you could do at home for a lot less money.
1: Oh, for significantly less money. And despite what you heard Sam Pittman say about the whole deal, well, we wish the game was wherever. You know, it should have been in Fayetteville. They had the option to take it in Fayetteville this year and refused to do so. So...
0: Yeah, didn't they decide instead to knock a year off the back end, I think?
1: I think it's what they yeah. were going for, which, you know, if <sighs> it gets us one year closer to getting out of this stupid contract, yeah. the better.
0: E- either way, we're in Jerry's world, but... uh all right, so I have a topic for today, and, and uh, the little screen here is probably hiding my shit-eating grin on this one. I'm about to, I, 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 can, um, I can
1: feel what's coming. What's... Oh, and welcome
0: to the Red Ass Podcast, by the way. Yes, oh, yeah. of course. Hey. Yeah, the... Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh-huh. Hi. I'm Rob
1: White, fighting the <laughs> Texas Aggie class in 2014.
0: And I am Roy May, fighting Texas Aggie class 2015. And after watching football this weekend, and really just... Um, being a member of the world for the last year or so, mm-hmm. really my whole lifetime, because this will cover down. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. Well, an, an observant member of the planet. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about what we'll just call an the ambiguity of rules.
1: The ambiguity of rules. Okay. Okay.
0: And uh, and we'll start with football, and this will inevitably bleed into some sort of actual talk about just mankind. But so – Let's do it. So the two examples, obviously, that everybody knows is uh, – well, well, there's like nine examples in the Penn State game. So Penn State-Auburn, you have – well, in fo- across the board <laughs> in, in football so far, you have just a ridiculous amount of targeting uh, penalties um, – You've got the Auburn-Penn State game where uh, SEC Shorts already did a thing about the officials. I mean, Penn State punted on third down because the officials screwed it up.
1: Right, and, of course, enforcing uh, an intentional grounding on an overthrown ball, which is just not something that ever happens.
0: Yeah, that entire—well, so, letter of the law getting the down wrong is pretty egregious. Very. Uh, But intentional grounding, targeting, pass interference, these are all, you know, these are subjective calls.
1: Very gray. and All of it's a gray area. Yeah, I mean, it really is like, you know, if you happen to know any lawyers out there, you know, they just swim in seas of gray. Right. And and that's something that you see within the rules. Um, You know, you have various versions of what you would consider a targeting penalty to be. But at the end of the day, most of the time, it's literally a judgment call. And that's that's where the problem is for a lot of people.
0: Well, I think well, even more so than that, I think where the real main problem comes is when you see targeting in different games being called differently. And I think that's yeah. wh- I think that's where you really start to get pissed off. It's just like baseball. Yeah, it's like in a the rule book, zone. in the rule book the strike zone's very clearly defined, mm-hmm. but Every ump calls his game how he calls it, unless you're on Hill Hernandez and you just call whatever every <laughs> time tele- you're like a goldfish. Every single pitch is a new baseball game,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, you take your little strike zone, you move it off about six inches off the plate, one way or the other. Maybe it's a little bit wider than usual, a
0: little tighter, a little bigger. It's, yeah. yeah, but but they call it, but if they're consistent, you can deal with it. And, sure, and, and what we don't see in college football is consistency, exactly. And so, uh, you know, another awful awful call although again a little little ambiguous here the punt return with memphis mississippi state
1: yeah you know and honestly having gone back and seen the video the question does become while he's got his knee down and his hand on the ball was he possessing said ball or was he just putting his hand on top of it Uh, and god it's such once again it's that Fine-tuned. You can interpret it either
0: way, too. You really can. If you look at it, if you look at that picture, one one thing you can see it.
1: Now, I will say this though: the one thing about that call that I think gives Mississippi State the benefit of the doubt is the fact that you see an official come coming in waving his arms, which tells me the play is dead.
0: That was the problem. If you have no official waving his arms. Because honestly, I just think the official jumped the gun. Because if they touch the ball but don't really do anything with it, it's still a live ball technically.
1: Which it should have been a live ball in that case. Let the play play out and then figure it out. But you had an official come in, wave his arms, and then they let it be a live ball anyway.
0: Well, and at that point, if you go back and review that, at that point, the, there's no gray area. He called the play dead. Right. So, exactly. There's really no... But, you know, yet again, here, here we go with with some awful officiating.
1: Right. Right. Well, and, and you go back to an example a few years ago, right? When Kellen Mond was playing against Arkansas, running along the sideline, did not step out of bounds.
0: Yeah, but they blew him out, and
1: they blew him out of bounds, and we didn't score a touchdown because we sucked in the red zone that year.
0: Yeah, and and you couldn't. Uh, and once they call the play dead, you can't. You know, by law, still allow the touchdown, which no. is. So so it just kind of got me thinking about one it, it it sucks because it ruins the game we love it does um and I was you know I don't know what the jokes are played out but I probably still have a couple more Donovan Wilson has been flagged for targeting uh, <laughs> jokes in, in, in my back pocket um, God bless him well it's, it's just you see targeting and you see how it's applied and if if there was if there was any sort of common ground that you saw hey and you see just vicious targeting hits that don't get called, and they don't even get reviewed. right. So it makes it difficult because, and obviously, the penalty for targeting is awful. Uh, the ejection part is, I think, is crap. I think if you get a second one, I think the ejection, uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with an ejection on a second targeting in a game.
1: Well, treat it in and nice s- and I will stress this. Treat it just like the red card yellow card system that you see across the pond. Or really, like it's already in the game, the The personal foul system. The
0: the unsportsmanlike conduct system. If you get two of them, you're gone.
1: Right, exactly. Personal fouls, if you have two personal fouls, you you get kicked out of the game. So, I mean, treat a targeting just like any other personal foul. And you just stress, like, this is a safety thing. Don't do it again. Um, But, you know, you look at a great example of this. You mentioned Penn State again. And – you know, this tweet got a lot of retweets from that player, but, you know, the Auburn guy that kind of – yes, there was helmet contact, but it sure looked like he was tucking that shoulder to hold the guy short Absolutely. of the line. And see, that's the problem, when it's pretty clear that he was not trying to spear the dude.
0: When it's a bang-bang play and sometimes the runner goes down, at, at, you know, and, and the helmets meet and, and there's no intention by either the runner or the defender, but you're still going to nail him for targeting because – uh, a, fo- a football a sport that intentionally goes to the ground every play you know, you're going to tell me that those helmets can't clash
1: yeah and the thing is guess what it's uh, you have this game called football where there is full contact helmet contact is going to happen, whether you like it or not. I know you're. I mean, that's the whole reason you have the damn helmets to protect yourself.
0: Well, I. You know. Well, what you're trying to do though is avoid the Chuck Cecil. You of know, course. you you don't want You don't want it to get to the point where they're using it as a weapon, and I understand that. What what just I I think is awful about targeting. I'm I'm not against targeting. I you know like I said I'm, I'm against that you know that they eject you for your first offense. I'm against the fact that we can't get any sort of continuity of standard between games, conferences. I mean, shoot. In,
1: in seasons, they've changed it up like every two years. It, it sure feels like it.
0: And I get that at the NFL level, you know, those refs go through a lot. But if there's a massive gap between what, like, SEC or Big Ten officials are going through relative to what NFL officials are going through, like in every year in mm-hmm. order to prepare – that needs to be explicitly addressed. It does. Because this is big money and it's big importance.
1: Yeah, I mean, you let's go ahead and face, you know, you, you talk about key players in these games getting eliminated at just the absolute worst time. And frankly, I'm not saying that this is exactly how it goes down. But, hey, if a certain key player goes down at this point in the game, it could have a major impact on the rest of the season – for both of those teams. In, you know, let's say here in the next couple weeks, you know, Ole Miss is playing Alabama. And let's say an Ole Miss defender ends up getting a little too into it with an Alabama guy, but that dude gets tossed in that game and that's kind of the dude that was holding Ole Miss together they all fall apart at that point. What is going to happen for Ole Miss down the road? They have been looking pretty solid, but all of a sudden it just kind of goes away. I'm not saying one player makes the biggest difference. Well, but, it can, though. But it certainly can.
0: Uh, I mean, think about LSU back when they had the Honey Badger. That was two completely different defenses from when he was on the field and when he was off the field. Oh, sure. And and I think – and I'm this is absolutely 100% not an accusation by any means, but you look at, at really the – the leeway that we give officiating in sports in general. Yeah. And then you look at the problems that um, that basketball has had mm. with officials. And it's not officials being bad. It's officials getting caught cheating because yeah. they have the ability to affect a game. And so you, you have to the, – like the easiest way to eliminate that infiltrating this war we love is to be a lot more clear about the rules.
1: And I think also – and I don't know – what governing body i mean the ncaa has been an absolute waste of time but i think the question is which governing body can we set up that can look at the officials and frankly issue punishment in the case that there was piss poor officiating and and i mean like egregiously bad things i'm well, not i'm not saying you know like i'm um, some quick judgment calls where you're like, ah, see, that could go no. either way.
0: And an official having a bad day is one thing. But things that are just obviously completely wrong. Right. And, and especially when they get a chance to review it and still get it wrong.
1: Right, exactly. And, you know, I think, you know, whether it's the SEC, the Big 12, you know, any of the conferences that actually have a chance to go over and, like, tell the story to the officials. I mean, what kind of recompense do the teams get? Obviously, they can't change the result of the game
0: and and that's so really the only the only like end game for this is officials getting suspended
1: as they should.
0: As they should, and but the problem is, is like you said, the NCAA is a completely worthless governing body. I mean, they literally hold as much power in college football as my water bottle that's sitting here on this table. In I fact, think. the water bottle is actually a lot more useful than the NCAA. I
1: mean, it's it's a lot like the Articles of Confederation's federal government. Just like, hey, we're here waving at you guys. Hey, states, enjoy yourselves. You yeah, know? just a complete it's, waste of time.
0: <laughs> so, where it has to come from is from the conferences, and yeah. and, and each individual conference has to do something. With But what they have to do is they have to get on the same page. It needs to be a thing where the commissioners all have a meeting and they sit, you know, commissioners and maybe some assistant commissioners and, you know, maybe maybe one rep from their their officials, you know, Mm -hmm. comes with because, I mean, the officials, I'm sure, are unionized and get them all together and be like, look, we've got to come up with something and, and it, it, they've got to co well so and, and it's crazy because what i'm talking about is really like a governing body that could be in charge of things and take control of, of college sports i know i nothing comes to mind there's not an entity like that there's
1: not an n or a c or a double a you know it's like who are these people just
0: absolute morons and,
1: and you know for me it's just you know set the precedent because it, it's pretty clear in the World of college sports. There's one thing, one group of people that are universally hated, and that's the officials. And yeah, I mean, across all teams. I mean, how many times have we heard an A&M fan, a Texas fan, a Texas Tech fan, LSU fan, Alabama, everybody, even, even Alabama fans. Gary Daniels
0: on Gary the Daniels. broadcast Daniels. on CBS. Well, all. We'll all <laughs> here. Oh, you already said Bama fans. No, I already <laughs> said Bama fans.
1: Uh, but the, the case in point, all of these guys. Say the exact same thing. The officials are after us. They're trying to get after us. Yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, these officials have to be held... Accountable. Accountable and to a higher standard than where they're currently being held at the moment.
0: Well, and i tell you what is the absolute antithesis of that... Is that they're not being held accountable, but coaches can't even say anything about it.
1: Oh no! The moment that they do, they get flagged. They yeah. get they get a personal foul. The it, bench does. The bench gets it in their
0: press conference afterwards. If they you know if they mention it, then they're going to get fined. And it's yep. and and at some point, you know those fines wherever they're levied from, and I would assume they're normally levied from the conference level. Right. But at some point, the conferences have to stand up for the coaches. Like yeah. you 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 can't just accept this officiating as is right now
1: no and it's it's bad enough that we i mean literally every entity every group is talking about it and the thing is this is about the competition on the field it's not about the officiating it never has been it never should be you are there to make sure that the rules of the game are being enforced correctly and fairly and if you're not doing that you're part of the problem and unfortunately for the last several years they have been a part of the problem
0: and it keeps getting it it, and it doesn't just get a little worse it gets substantially worse and so let's let's look at it so what are really the big viewership sports out there so obviously the nfl
1: yeah football uh, nba
0: Um, yeah, Major yeah. League Baseball mm-hmm. Hockey Hockey, yeah, hockey sure. and, and college football Those are really Kind of your big five
1: Those are the big five And then obviously The the NCAA Mar- March Madness tournament Yeah the tournament When that comes around The
0: tournament Right um, So we'll kind of Stick that in there But so the NFL Has uh, I think the NFL Has cracked down On officiating um, mm-hmm. at, at least try to keep them More accountable Although mm-hmm. the whole New taunting thing We won't get into But that's a league thing That you know that's Those are officials That are enforcing A dumb rule
1: They are and like I said, if the rules are the rules, then you got to enforce them. Um, of course, you know, me personally, I'm one of these people that's like, well, if you don't want to get laughed at, pointed at, go back and score and beat the hell out of them. Well,
0: but, but as a whole, I think NFL officiating tends to be above average. It's
1: gotten better. I mean, there was that, I guess, the officiating lockout a few years ago when we had that, whatever, I guess it was Green Bay and Seattle game that was just – Monday oh. Night Football, and it was the worst thing we've ever seen in our lives. And it's
0: the only game on, so everybody saw it. Everybody, Not just Packers and Seahawks yeah. fans.
1: And it was bad enough that everybody was watching this game going, NFL, what the hell are y'all doing? Fix this. This is Fix the this. best
0: crew you can roll out there. Like, there's but, no way. But I think as a whole, the NFL is... I, I, I think there are a lot less complaints, relatively speaking. In the sure. NBA, the fishing, officiating doesn't matter because... I mean, there's really no fouls. And if you're a superstar, there are no rules. So nobody really gets on NBA refs because, I mean, do we really need refs in the NBA at this point?
1: Honestly, at this stage of the game, just to let the guys play. I mean, I mean
0: Major League Baseball, <laughs> outside of literally the punchline that is Angel Hernandez and Joe West every Joe once West. in a while just wanting to make sure everybody knows that he's officiating and his name is Joe West. I think the officiating in baseball has gotten better. I think the umpiring has gotten better.
1: And, and i tell you what really helped out with that. I think, one, obviously the ability to now get into reviews. Mm-hmm. And secondly, and I've, I think this is one that's been good, has been a tracker. Uh, The ump
0: report cards are one of my favorite things to see. Yeah, because even in games that I that I don't notice, I'm like, man, that dude's nails.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's like, no matter whatever their set zone was, it's impressive to see them hold that Mm -hmm. zone to a great standard. In general, they have done a very good job. There have been some I've seen from Angel Hernandez where he has done a fantastic job. Granted, it's you know, which is crazy. It's, it's the exception, not think. the rule. But you know, most officials, as much as we don't like baseball, you know, umpires, they stay true to what their zone is.
0: The the umps have done well, and and instant replay or review has yeah. has fixed a lot of the crappy errors on the bags.
1: Right. About the only officiating and the only like major rules I think across any major sport, and this includes international, that I think desperately needs a revision is going to be var well uh, and, and the only reason is because the fine lines of what an offside is well
0: like that's the, well and they've changed that a little bit coming in this year so it's a little bit better it, it needed um, to be yeah but like so i think baseball does a good job and then i i think hockey officiating i, I think those guys are great the way they control uh they control the game. But they also let the game flow. I th- I think NHL officials, uh, you know, on the whole, are very good. Oh yeah. And that and that brings us to college football. And so, literally, out of the five biggest viewership sports, I mean, I would guess, um, uh, you know, that have officials.
1: Our, our
0: college football officials, the refs, are the laughing stock.
1: Well, and the fact that we can recognize crews and go, oh, dear God in heaven, these guys.
0: Well, yeah, they got an SEC patch on, you, just on their shirt. They just you already know. Just run away.
1: You know, it's going to be an Alabama favored game if you're playing against them. And, or whatever. It doesn't matter. If there's an officiating crew, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think when it comes to these crews, I think any individual loyalties have to be considered. I mean, we could pull out a great example of this. Going back to 2011, you know, we end up playing Texas in the final game. Yeah. And, you know, one of the lead officials in that game just so happened to be a you know, big-time Longhorn fan and many, many pictures uh, that were thrown around on the Internet. There's just something that needs to be Assessed and understood. Even,
0: even if every call he made in that game was wrong, it'll still be suspect. So you can't put you can't put yourself or the officials in that position. So, like right. you said, they they've got to pay attention to that stuff. But but talking about and you brought up VAR and um, offsides and not to mention just
1: general VAR, just
0: general VAR <laughs> uh, in the Premier League. And and, and you bring up targeting, uh, you know, and, and pass interference. Uh, yeah, things sure. like holding is pretty cut and dry
1: i mean holding is cut and dry you're good as so long as you keep them within the Within the numbers, once you go right. outside,
0: gets outside the shul- your shoulders, you're done. Right? Yeah, you know, I think uh, you know in baseball, like you said, once the the strike zone is established, if he can maintain it, then these guys are professionals and they'll figure it out. Right. Both the pitchers and the you know and the hitters, and that's fine. Right. I, I think in the NBA, they let them play. The stars get a little bit, you know, obviously a little bit more. Uh, but that, I mean, that's kind of every professional sport. It's the big time sport. names get a whole get a whole lot more stuff go their way. Oh yeah. And then uh, you know, and in hockey, it's such a fast paced game. like I mean, basically, as long as you keep them from literally killing each other, you've pretty much done your job. Pretty much. Um,
1: what well, and I do like one thing. I will say, I really appreciate about hockey is that they will let them fight until someone hits the ground, mm-hmm. and then they break it up, which I think is yeah, fine. Yeah, the,
0: there's there's not a there's not a ton of there's really not a ton of rules in hockey that are subjective. It's just because the game is fast paced, calls get missed, um, right. and hockey would be miserable with instant replay outside of like goals. You know, outside of the actual puck. You know, crossing the line. Right. So it got me to thinking. Just kind of in general, you know, human beings have a hard time following rules um, that can be uh, interpreted in multiple ways, right? Like what? What? Like you said, lawyers earlier. What? What do tax lawyers try and do? What do people try and do when they do their taxes? They look for loopholes, right? Always loopholes. So you're always looking for, you know, there's letter of the law and there's spirit of the law, right? Right. But why would I be concerned about following the rules that one you can't enforce and two you can't seem to explain.
1: <laughs> well, well, especially uh, especially rules you can't explain it's like why why is this so dang important that you have to have this particular setup in you know established like why is this so damn important? And if you can't explain that to me, why should I follow the damn rules? At that point, I, I love what somebody said it's like if it's if it's a rule but it only applies, in certain instances like well that's just a rule for these people that's just a rule for this person or whatever it's just dumb as hell
0: well there's two things when it comes to uh you know rules in sports and really kind of rules in life there are two things that and you're not always going to get but it's a lot easier if you can get them both like you said why is first. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why we're doing this. So think about targeting. Why are we doing that? So people don't die on the field. Right. Okay. <laughs> and,
1: it's like, we're, we're not trying to have concussions. We're not trying to right. have people and, and we're with not permanent brain damage. And we're not just them.
0: protecting the ball. You know, the ball carrier. We're also protecting the guy that's turning himself into a human missile.
1: Right. And we've seen it time and time again mm-hmm. where there's a big collision and both of them are down for a good, yeah, good amount of absolutely. time. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So you give me the why, but now you have to tell me the how. Mm-hmm. and how is this targeting you know how how are you going to define this targeting mm-hmm. and and that's where we have problems and so nobody no, there i can't think of a single person that outside of of the why for safety i don't think there's a single like college football fan that thinks targeting is done properly mm-hmm. the call the calling of it the reviewing of it the not calling it on the field and then getting called down from the booth so, it just gets into this whole thing, like, why am I going to follow your rules if you can't explain why? And I think w- there's a whole lot of situations right now in the world that we're not going to name that everybody knows, like, why why should I follow your rules when your rules don't make any sense? Well, yeah. And you can't follow them yourself.
1: Oh, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just, you look at, in, in recent examples with targeting, I think there are a handful of times that... Everybody in their dog sit there watching football game. And go, oh, oh, one hundred percent that was targeting.
0: Oh, he almost killed that guy.
1: Yeah. It's like, like hey, you know, quarterback sliding down, and the dude spears him at the end. And his end. head
0: bounces off the turf. Yeah, and
1: yeah, sure, that is targeting that, by all means. That needs to be
0: like him. multiple game suspensions. I'm about to be say, honest.
1: feel free to get after him for that. But you know, if it's just man, they're both kind of trying at the, to make same a play. Point, trying to make a play. Why are you kicking a dude out for trying to make a play? You know, like there's a big difference there. And I think there's, you know, whether it's we need to, you know, treat it like a flagrant one, flagrant two situation, like a yellow card or straight red situation. I think, obviously, if you're spearing a dude going to the ground, if you want to kick him out for doing that, Feel
0: free. Well, see, I, th- I think what you can do is you can call two things. You can call targeting, and you can call on sportsmanlike, and then he gets his double dip right there in one in one shot. So you can still stick with the two di- the double dip rule.
1: But, you know, you make it two separate penalties. Yeah,
0: two separate penalties on the same guy, so he's automatically gone. Right, exactly. So yeah. you don't have to worry about reviewing, like, straight red, because even that's a problem in Premier League, man. Oh, it is. Going straight red or giving a yellow, and it's – so I, I think you can do it to, to, to where it's still easy.
1: Right, and it still follows in with what we would consider to be like the general rules of the game yeah. as the they are safety. established. Yeah, you know, and you just continue to emphasize safety. You emphasize proper tackling techniques. You emphasize, hey, maybe don't go destroy that dude if you can, right? Um,
0: but what you also but, do is you stop leaving enough to interpretation of each official, like each crew. There has to be at some point all these officials, and I don't care. It needs to be one person. I'm right I wrote the, I wrote the rule, this is the law, this is how you enforce it. There's no you know there's there's about that tiny little bit you know of, of wiggle room for judgment. Sure. but these are the rules. If it doesn't fall within this, then it's not targeting. If it falls within this, it's targeting. You don't right. get to decide that you're like, hey, it's not within what we call targeting, but man, that sure seems like targeting.
1: No, no, like you, you said exactly hey, this is targeting mm-hmm. as it is. Just like that is a personal foul. Uh, this is what, you know, yada, yada, yada.
0: Straight down, down the like Well, it's like pass interference too. Pass interference, it's pretty cut cut and dry what the rules are on in pass interference. Um, but this kind of goes back to that stri- strike zone thing with umpires. Mm-hmm. Different officials in the back are going to allow different levels of hand fighting and hand checking, right? Right. But if they're consistent throughout the game, you will never hear a complaint. No. Absolutely. If you let them play, on, um, you know, if you let both teams play the same both ways the entire game, you're never going to hear any complaints.
1: No, and, and exactly. So, whereas, let's just pull a recent example. Out. I mean, I said a re- recent example. God, it was five years ago. But let's just pull, <laughs> let's just pull an example out of the hat. Let's go back to the Alabama A&M game in 2016. Good football game, all things considered. A&M was still ranked fourth in the nation after that game because of the tight effort. The problem was, in that game, on a kickoff, a dude comes launching in and absolutely eviscerates our poor dude with a, with a, basically a spearing with the front of the helmet, by the letter of the law, that would be a targeting penalty.
0: There was severe intent in that. There was and
1: severe that, intent, and it was just blown off as the crowd going, Ooh, yeah! Nah, and and it, a cool that, highlight.
0: It, well, and, and think back to, was it Tennessee where Colin Gillespie killed that dude on the kickoff?
1: And that could also be considered it, targeting. It,
0: it was, but you know what? It does not get called at home. And there's, I get that you get some home cooking a little bit, but again, if you really, if you're able to, especially on that call, if you're able to pull off your maroon tinted glasses, like that should have been targeting dog. Oh, it absolutely (laughs) would have
1: been. And I think if
0: the dude's like, like this mouthpiece, like flew out and like, look like you just killed him.
1: Right. Exactly. And you know, then Colin gets blown up a little bit later on, almost in kind of like retribution for it. But guess what? There was a target mm-hmm. on that call.
0: You just... You, <laughs> yeah, look. There has to be a good reason for the rule. Right. And there has to be an ability for you to clearly define the rule. And then you need to follow the rule no matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're in Tuscaloosa or, you know, you're up in Cheyenne or, or the big house. It doesn't matter. The rule has to apply and it doesn't matter if, you know, if the home fans aren't going to like it. So... No. I just, it's it was such it's been such a hot-button thing you know all weekend, really. And, just, and watching it play out, like before my very eyes, uh, how an officiating crew gets the down wrong is completely insane to me.
1: Well, and it's simple math. Like, uh, all you got to do is go look at how the play works out, right? Okay, sure, you had a loss of down. Okay, cool. Second down. Why is he putting on what was essentially second down? No, they,
0: they were putting it on third.
1: They, uh, they put it on third, but yeah. in reality, it was second down. Like it was weird.
0: I I mean, you got to be able to count to four, and you have to know the just the just the slight basics of the game, really.
1: Well, and how many times has it happened where something like that happened? What was that? It was that Missouri Colorado situation. They got a fifth down they, and they, they scored. Got a fifth down it yeah. was, was Colorado, two, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. two spikes. yeah Two spikes. Yeah. Uh, so it's play spike, play spike.
0: Yeah, the infamous fifth down.
1: And they got a fifth down out of the deal.
0: It's not. How does that happen? It's not common, but. Like, do we need to give these dudes ranger beads? You know, we use them to like count. When you go every click, you you move a bead at, over the string. Right. So you see, and then if you lose track, you look and you're like, oh, okay, I have two beads on this side and four beads on that side. Well, we're good. Yeah. yeah. Or do we need to give him four rocks? And every down, what he mean? puts one in from his, his think, right pocket to his left.
1: You would think, looking at the sideline, that you have the damn <laughs> markers there. Somebody is counting this thing. And if I. Th- you have how many people? How many officials are on the field at any one time? Seven, eight. I think it was eight in the Big Twelve because of speed. Uh, I don't remember I mean, that was a whole thing for a long time. I Forgot
0: about yeah, that. Yeah, they had they
1: had an extra official because our game is so fast. His whole job is to just be ready for the football. You know, like that was a thing. Anyway, so, so seven stupid. officials. You got chain two, crews. You, know, you got two individual. You what? Six total people on the chain crew.
0: Yeah, three on each side.
1: Three on each side. How the flying fiddlers, whatever, did we not figure out? That this was third down.
0: Well, it just and, but there's a
1: hundred thousand people in this place.
0: Well, and, and what's crazy is God. I, I mean, it doesn't happen that much, and that's why when it happens, it's that big of a deal.
1: And everybody's looking at you like you're a complete freaking idiot.
0: Yeah, As, yeah, it, and it was earned. And you know what? <clears throat> I bet you there will be no consequences other than the strongly worded letter released from conference.
1: Right. At which point they'll say that was poorly officiated and we'll make sure that we hold ourselves to a higher Yo, standard.
0: Whoopsie daisies my bad
1: dog, you know. Like who cares? <laughs> get that out of here. All
0: so, right. Football. Let's yeah, yay. Let's c- actually get into c- football. Catch, catch, the uh, catch the fever. Catch the fever. all hey. right. Well, let's get into the football we uh, care about. All
1: right. Hobo lobos, goose egg, happy camper. That's me.
0: Uh, very happy. Uh, well, just we'll do a quick breakdown. You just want to do sustains and improve. when so we move on to Arkansas? I
1: mean, that's all we need to do. All
0: right. Um, give me your sustain and improve on defense, and then I'll do defense and I'll do offense, and we'll go back to you for offense.
1: Okay. Well, okay. Sustain. On defense. Hey, Obviously
0: he, the goose egg, right?
1: Yeah. Well, the big fat goose egg, not just that, but the ball didn't cross the 40-yard line mm-hmm. once. Uh, on the other side, yeah, they eventually crossed the fifty in the third, and I was a very sad camper. Mm. The Only reason that happened was because Zach Calzada threw a fairly errant pass and got intercepted at midfield, and that's the only reason they crossed the four the fifty. And then they still got shut down because our defense is freaking elite. Um,
0: I'll do so the improve on defense. I'll do the improve.
1: All right, so 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 the improve for defense for me is honestly. Um, like I said, just continuing to hold up against the run because there were a couple of times in the game where they would just run straight up the middle, get about you know, 12, 15 yards just like it happened against Colorado. But it was just really two isolated incidents where that, where that was a problem. Other than that, they were getting to the quarterback. They were blowing up plays in the backfield. And you just felt like it was men against boys out there on that side of the ball, no questions asked. So I would say sustain. Sustain obviously the goose egg the forty yard hell and I would say to just shore up that run game a little bit because Arkansas is going to be running.
0: So, I mean, I'm I'm just going to mirror you on the sustain. I mean, just p- pitching a shutout's pitching a shutout, man. Yeah. Um, but the improve and it's starting to concern me. I'm not a you know hit the alarm at this point, but we're going to know a lot after this week that we don't know yet about the linebacker play and we saw it at Colorado and we saw it with Kent State and then we just saw it with New Mexico and I know it didn't happen a ton but if you think that you can have those gaps in the middle of the line against Arkansas you are in for a long long day I've got to have controlled chaos violence of action from the linebackers I agree there's too much over pursuit or missing assignments or whatever the hell it is but it's it's getting to the point where it's not very good. And I get it, man. Man, lots of tackles, and he was everywhere. But those runs can't happen against New Mexico. Those runs can't happen against Kent State.
1: No, you guys got to and set set they did. things down. And, you know, overall, I mean, yes, we have said it time and time again. It doesn't matter what you do between the 25 so long as you don't score any points. But the thing is, you're going to play against the Arkansas and the Alabamas, and I mean, not so much the Mississippi States, but you're going I mean, to. But you've got the old, like, Ole Miss is going to be a great example of this. You can't allow those gaps and just expect, eh, we'll make a stop on the other end. You've got to shore that thing up in midfield if you can.
0: Those teams won't stop at the 25s. No, they're going to keep pushing <laughs> in. So, so you gotta, you got to hold them off. I've, I have to see something out of the linebackers this week. Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, it's certainly starting to feel like. Um, you know all of the preseason hype that you had about Texas A&M. Maybe it's not completely. I mean, I'm not saying it's unwarranted, but it's pretty clear that this team has a lot of things that they would need to fix before um, I'm fully confident in their ability to go on and do anything major.
0: Yeah, they've they've got some, and and like you say, like I mean, you know, we pitched a, a shutout and they really did. You know, get past the 40, but. Some of the things that happened shouldn't happen against New Mexico. No. Okay.
1: You know, I we played well on the defensive side played of well. The
0: ball. Yeah, yeah. Play, play well. Yeah, but played well. Played pretty damn well. But I need you to play great.
1: I would say we, we need the Alabamas of the world, uh, the guys that are going to go on to win championships, they don't play well. Exactly. They play great. They play great. So I would love to hear your sustains and your improves on offense.
0: Um, offense, uh, my sustain was wide receiver rotation. I agree. Um, it was great to see a lot of guys get snaps. It was great to see Demas get a touchdown. It was great to see Moose Final. get out there. Yeah. Moose, so look, it Moose was good. Moose, yeah. You know, we heard so much about him, you know, in camps and everything. It's fun, nice to finally see him out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, and he's got the bloodlines, that's for damn sure. Oh, no, no doubt. Um you know, his dad was a two or three-time All-Pro with the Panthers. So Very good. Um, yes. Uh, Who did he, he play for? Was it Michigan State? Man, man. I
1: can't remember. I have to go look it up. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know why that popped in my head. He was in maroon on Saturday though. They showed all him. Really they, matters. Yeah, they showed him on the TV. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would that would be uh, just right off the top of my head. That would be a sustained um, improve. Uh, I think you got to put up more than thirty four against New Mexico. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, I think putting up more than thirty four against New Mexico is just important. Um, crap,
0: stalling out drives.
1: Well, and you saw the first two drives were real real good. Uh, we should have been able to score on that kick return. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should have been able to score on a couple of other opportunities, but they got called back on stupid penalties. Yeah. Uh, and then we ended up not scoring on those drives. So, yeah, no. Um, Did we cover the spread? Sure. And we took care of business, but you would expect us to score more than 34 points in that game.
0: Especially after seeing how New Mexico looked.
1: Right, and like the next once you got it,
0: yeah, once you got about a quarter in, you're like, oh man, we should score like fifty or sixty. Yeah,
1: we're playing scrubs this week, so, so we need to show up.
0: Yeah. I, I can't remember if, if if this was yours or mine last week, but I, I'm I'm going to put words in your mouth, it, but you may not be doing this. Your improve on offense is going to be the effing penalties. Yeah, I'm sick of seeing that crap.
1: Yeah, I would say the penalties got to go away. Um, I agree. Um, so my sustains. Uh, You know, reflect yours a little bit. I agree with the wide receiver play. I think the sustain was seeing Zach Calzada's confidence growth. Yes. Uh, He looked – I mean, come on, you're throwing 70-something yard bombs to Demas just because you're like, you know what, that dude's going to be wide open. That was sweet. You know, and putting that – oh, man, so many great money balls. That pass to Moose in the end zone was one of the coolest things I've seen at Kyle Field in a while. Um, Just, you know, the confidence to be able to throw the ball as he's been throwing, hold on to that 100%. My biggest improve, and I think this has been reflected in a lot, and I mean a lot of social media posts, is going to be the O-line play. My my trouble right now is looking at the O-line play, and I love the fact that when we were getting down towards the red zone, Jimbo forced them to keep running the ball because he's like, we're going to make you. Well, Continue yeah, you're going to you're gonna learn
0: to do this, and this is the perfect opponent to do this it.
1: This is how we're going to do it. And they were getting little push against New Mexico, and that front's not a very good front. So, I think
0: – I think, well, we get Leighton Robinson back for Arkansas. Right, so. and,
1: and we'll have him back. And I think our front will be pretty solid. And I I did like the rotation that we saw getting some more experience on the line.
0: Yeah, I, you've got to. Absolutely. and And, and
1: I, I agree that you've got a lot of youth on the line, and they're getting good game experience. And really – You look at the Fosters and the Fatheries and the world. All of those guys are going to be dudes in two years. Mm. They just got to get through being freshmen this year. And they got to grow and they got to keep getting better. You have Kenyon Green, who's the dude. And you're
0: getting them those reps, though, to get better. You're
1: getting those reps. And like I said, this is that you just have to keep growing and grinding it out. Um Exit. And the thing is, of course, if the O-line play improves, that opens up the opportunity for the run everything game. Everything improves. Yeah, everything improves because that opens the lanes for the run game to do what they do. That allows Spiller to get out. Um, the other, I would say, improve, and this is not, like a fit, not a thing on the field, but that is the health of Spiller, the health of Anaya Smith, the yeah, there was a the
0: once. Once there was a couple little scares. Um, yeah. We did get some running back rotation too. We did, and yeah. so
1: I think seeing the fact that we do have a lot of good kids. Oh, man, every kid position, that
0: touches the rock is good. They're man. all
1: good. Like I said, the, we have the skill players <clears> this year. Do we yeah. just need the O line to shore it up? And honestly, with Zach Calzada back there in the backfield, I feel pretty confident that we're going to be able to do good things.
0: Well, you brought up Zach, and I've said this probably a million times on this podcast, sure, much less in my life. And it's something that I heard first from Mike Leach. And you cannot teach accuracy. No. You can teach arm strength, speed, progression, reads. You can teach everything about the quarterback position except for accuracy. Mm -hmm. You're either an accurate passer or you aren't. You know, right? And I think what we saw of a lot more of, and we started to see a little bit of it, um, you know, later in the Colorado game. Some of the balls that he was forcing into tight windows, but getting them in there, mm-hmm. his accuracy is there. And if that's there, and you saw the progression of him just kind of understanding the game a little bit more, right? Um, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I think we can do a lot of good things with Zach Calzada under center.
1: Yeah, I think he's I think he's a good kid, and he's shown in a very short period of time. I mean, I think he's a great quarterback. He's shown it uh, in a very short period of time that he's got some good accuracy. Um, obviously, some of the receivers need to do a better job of getting on the balls. He really didn't overthrow a lot of people. Um, I mean, I think from an accuracy standpoint, he looks as good, if not better, than Kellen Mond already just from an accuracy standpoint, which is crazy.
0: Like this point in his career. At this point in his career. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe overall, but certainly at this point in his career. Um, And, like, this is two games. So, at this stage, right, you know, you've got a lot of things to think about this week. We're going into Arkansas, right? Right. And and Arkansas has proven over the course of these first three games, they're going to be a pretty salty opponent this year. Um, We – kind of figured that was going to be the case coming in. Uh, I think that was reinforced by the fact that Texas got absolutely destroyed by them in week two.
0: Well, especially after they dicked around with Rice in week one. You're like, "Oof!" is Arkansas really taking a step back this year? Because they struggled against Rice until they finally, you know, the light went on in Arkansas. And you don't struggle against Rice. No,
1: you don't struggle against Rice. I mean, Texas shut out Rice. You have H. Beat them forty-four to seven. The whole deal is Rice is not is a poor measuring stick. So if you're one of these Texas fans that's so pumped that you beat Rice fifty-eight nothing, congratulations! You just beat uh, Foster uh, Richmond Foster High School. That's well, what that's what you beat. You didn't beat anybody worth of note.
0: Well, here's how I kind of look at um, kind of this this game shaking out, and and. and I think, so if our offensive line doesn't get anything figured out, we will look very similar to the effort the the Sips put up against Arkansas. Because you know why the Sips couldn't beat Arkansas?
1: They couldn't stop the run.
0: Well, they couldn't stop the run, and they couldn't block. They They couldn't couldn't do anything up front.
1: So, I think.
0: Well, they've got two offensive linemen. They've got a center and their right tackle who are dinged up. And word is they may both play but you know they're not going to be 100%. And, look, that's just life, man. I'm not rooting for injuries, but that's just a fact of the matter is that they both got dinged up, um, and it's possible that they may both play, but they won't be at 100%. It's possible we might be facing a backup center and backup tackle. Right. If I had to pick one, I'd rather have the backup center.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'm just I'm looking up some of the stats here on these guys. Um, well, it,
0: look, it's going to – as far as Arkansas is concerned, what it's going to come down to is KJ Jefferson. Right. It's our ability to contain him. And if we can if we can yet again shut down the pass, right? And so if we can shut down the passing game even with a mobile quarterback uh you know you like your chances.
1: Yeah, no I agree. Um and I think if it's all about the level of containment, right? I mean that's what we've talked about uh the last several games, last several Opponents we faced. These quarterbacks, if you can contain them, force them to pass, force them to make poor decisions, uh, basically what you saw with our with our pass rush against New Mexico, that dude was chugging it to the sideline every other pass because he needed to get rid of it.
0: Yeah, I think if, if you have to make an immediate comparison of K.J. Jefferson, you compare him to the K, uh, Kent State quarterback. And I'd
1: say that's um, fair. I think,
0: I think the accuracy, I think Kent State kid might actually be a little bit more accurate, but they both love to run. They're both dual-threat quarterbacks, right? Um, and you have to respect that.
1: Right. And I think, you know, Arkansas is coming in, and I think they got a bit of a chip on their shoulder this year because they've just kind of been that team for the last, you know, for the last basically decade at this point. Good Lord. Um, But Arkansas has just felt the need that they need to be that team now. It's their time to get on the horse and get moving.
0: You know, they're sick of going to Dallas to lose.
1: Right. And you know what? They're going to stay sick. Well, well, keep it that way. <laughs>
0: well, and and for them, I mean, realistically, what's their first hurdle to take take that step well, to the, beat us, the, right?
1: Your first hurdles, you got to really down beat the Mississippi team. State. You got to take, mm. take care of business against the one team that has been your kryptonite, and then for them, that's been Texas A and M. It's you know, if you go and look at the last several games, there have been some classics. There have been some fantastic football I games. I don't want a classic. The <laughs> only difference between Arkansas and A and M at this stage of our At this stage in the rivalry, yeah, we can look back and laugh at them. Hey, we've beaten you nine times in a row. But a lot of those were a lot closer than even the score would show, and that included overtime. Let's go to i mean, my personal favorite, the worst one, was 2014 when we played them at Jerry World for the first time again. And, you know, we're down, what was it, 35? Oh, no, we were down like 28-14. We had to score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter after we looked. Bad. Yeah. And ended up uh, winning that thing 35-28 in overtime. You know, it's just... I don't want that kind of game, man.
0: This game has (laughs) definitely taken some years off the end of my life. Um,
1: Yeah. And I think it's just uh, because you know every year that we win that game, the, the bubble just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger for the moment that Arkansas finally does win this game. And they just have this rush of euphoria, and there's going to be middle fingers and nasty posts and people smearing the and stuff tears on them and, and tears. It's going to be crazy. Um, it does not need to be this year.
0: No. Um, you know, I, I still have a lot of faith in this defense. So, I do, too. Yeah, it's one of those things where, as you're working through things on offense, when you have what we have on defense – You like your chance in any game against anybody.
1: Right. And we have said this, and I said it on the podcast last week, and I think it was reinforced this week. Um, Granted, once again, we haven't hit conference play yet. The question becomes, is this an elite defense? Are we an elite defense?
0: We'll get a lot better data point on Saturday.
1: I think we'll have a much better data point on Saturday. I think if we're holding Arkansas to like 14 points max – I would say, yes, this is an elite defense.
0: Absolutely. And Arkansas does not have an elite defense. Let's not get it twisted.
1: No, Arkansas does not have an elite defense. The mm. problem is our offense has been kind of stuck in first gear. You know, like they're not yeah. they're, It's – it's been you, – you feel like it could be doing a lot better, and a lot of it's going to come down to how does the O-line play improve. If they – like I said, like for me – What I'm expecting out of this is exactly what I expected out of the third week against Florida last year. I need this O-line to get in their mindset that we can beat the hell out of all these guys, form up, and just beat these guys on every single play. You know,
0: and that Florida game was a huge turning point for this team and the team's confidence. I would say
1: it was a turning point for the program, potentially.
0: Yeah. um...
1: it, It certainly was for that season.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh... And you know, going to the Orange Bowl, it's you know, if it's a turning point in the season that ends that well. Then maybe it is a kind of a program, you know, pivot roll pivot point. You know, right. trying to turn back.
1: Right. It, it's a you see, and if we continue to improve and keep getting better, that's where I will cite as was the major change for me, which is, was that third quarter long drive, where the O line shored up and realized we can beat these guys, and then they just became the maroon goons for the rest of the yeah. year. And, you know, I need these guys to realize the dream of that goon squad and really lock it up. You know, protect the quarterback. And there were plenty of times when we had great protection last week. There were plenty of times when they were getting good push. But so it's, it's a gotta, consistency it, issue. It's consistent. It's got to be every play. It's got to be every single play. You've got to come into this that you know that the guy that's lying across from you ain't shit. You can bury his... You know, bury him in the dirt. You know, pancake his ass and move up and down the field at will because you can. Um, I think, like I said, we're going to learn a lot about both A&M and Arkansas this week. Um, I'm curious about your prediction.
0: Um... I've been kicking this around. I, I don't like this game, to be honest, just because of what I've seen on the offensive line and what I've seen on the linebackers. Those two things concern me. Yeah. And I think they're legitimate concerns. Um, because even if Arkansas's defense is an all-world, those are SEC-caliber kids over there. Yeah, they're least, still good. At least, least a lot closer than anything we've seen so far. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, yeah, I think this is just going to so, be another one of those games, man, where so, it's just so, going to be brutal.
1: So give me a best case, and then what you think exactly is going to happen
0: um best case is uh i mean we go out there and win something like you know 35-14 you know and, it, and it's uh even if like arkansas scores first it's never really in doubt just from the flow of the game you know it's kind of never really right really never really an issue and um you know that best case is you, is you put them away by like 21 points or more but i, I think that'd be asking a bit much because you know jimbo loves to when it gets an sec play we run in the ball
1: it's like, as long as we win <laughs> the game that's all he cares about.
0: Um, what I think will happen is I think it's going to be a lot tighter than that. I think um, Elko's going to have to make some adjustments well before halftime to, to figure out how to contain K.J. Jefferson. Mm-hmm. But I think our defense will keep us in it. Um, uh, you know, they'll, they'll It's kind of one of those bend, don't break. They might give us some points, but not a time. I think our offense will be able to move the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys are motivated. It's conference play. Um, and, and I hate to even try and think about any sort of excuse, but, man, playing Kent State and Colorado and – in New Mexico, it, you know maybe it's a focus thing, but I guarantee you that all of their focus is on this Arkansas game. And this is a conference game, and they know what's up. So,
1: and, and let's face it, as much as we're as Arkansas is like, oh yeah, no, we're definitely up for this game. We're coming in for you guys. So are we? So are we. <laughs> You know, like Jimbo's not going to let these guys take off a week. You know, and everybody knows that we're
0: not we're not like Texas walking in for this. No. Yeah, you know, Texas was woefully unprepared. No,
1: they were not ready and, for this. Game. And
0: just refused to make any changes throughout the game. Right. But what I think happens is I think it's a real nail biter again. I think we end up winning by, you know, maybe 4 points, 3 4 points, either a, a game winning field goal in regulation. I don't, I don't think it'll go I don't ahead. think
1: it's going overtime.
0: Or uh, or we score we score late and um, and our defense holds.
1: I'm going with the slobber knocker a little bit. I think if we're going off of what I what would make me the happiest person on the planet is a final score where we score 30 points plus in this game and we only give up maybe 10. I was saying like maybe 34, 10, somewhere along. That would be great. That would be fantastic. That would be like absolute 100% best-case scenario out of this game just from a realistic standpoint. I think if we're talking what I actually think is going to happen, my final score comes out to about 24 to 14. I have it 14-10 at the half.
0: I was going to say, I could have something like a 21-17 or 24-17 right. game.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got 24-14. I've got Arkansas leading by a couple uh, – there are two touchdowns up. We have a touchdown and a field goal at the half. And then Elko makes the adjustments. We lock down defense in the second half. We go out there and get two touchdowns, lock it up, and run right out the clock, and we win that game 24-14. That's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, it's right. just going to be another one of those.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, at that point we do cover. Um, it's probably not going to be a fun game for us to watch. I think there's.
0: A it's going to be squeaky bum time, it's man. It's going to be
1: squeaky bum time. We're going to be irritated. We're going to be sitting here. Um, all I, I can, I can of the, the curse words. I, I can read tweets already, like, what the hell were, was so-and-so thinking on this play? What was so-and-so doing this? It's going to be a frustrating football game that we're going to win, and then we're all going to laugh it off at the end of it. Out, out of
0: out of curiosity, do you ever consider wading into the game thread on TechSags during games?
1: I have never once jumped in the game thread. I I did it sags. once a
0: couple years like, ago. I, I was like, oh, I, no, I no, 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 no,
1: I refuse. I, I don't even get on
0: the boards, Twitter, man.
1: Twitter's bad enough. And i much rather just be on Twitter because if I see Twitter, I know about what's going on based on, like, I will get 10 or 12 tweets in a row of, Yes, Demas, your beautiful bastard. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah, Zach Calzada, the Cuban missile. If I see that, I'm like, okay, cool. Cal- Calzada threw a big touchdown best to Demas. Yeah, that's I, all I can infer.
0: I, I mean, I'll get on social media, but um, yeah, I, I try and lock into the game, and I, I'll tell you what, though, I'm just ready. You know why? With a two thirty kick. CBS? That means I get the CBS college football intro dun, music.
1: Dun, 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 you, dun, dun, dun. Dude,
0: that's straight up like bullet to the bone, man. When uh, when okay. they turn that on, like, I, I want to break shit. I miss Vern. Right.
1: Like I said, Gary, we still stuck with Gary,
0: though. Yeah, looking forward to hearing all about how Alabama's doing this weekend while watching the A&M, well, A&M Arkansas game. Mar- game. <laughs> yeah, you know it.
1: So let's take a look around the... Uh, Around college football. Oh, yeah, real All right. quick. All right, so while we have a quick minute here, um, were there any games that you were just kind of looking at going, huh, that might be intriguing? I've got a couple. Uh, give me yours. Well, I'll give you one. I know it's a Big Ten. I'm going to give this. It- Gives a damn about the Big Ten. It's eleven o'clock in the morning because it's That's Big it. Noon Saturday. Um, you got Notre Dame at Wisconsin, and I think the Badgers. Meanwhile,
0: gonna... back at the Bat That's
1: i you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, you've got three and Notre Dame going to Wisconsin. And I think Notre Dame gets her ass handed to them.
0: I think Notre Dame's not very good at football. No, I think,
1: <laughs> I think Wisconsin's going to beat the shit out of them. Um,
0: a hundred percent, I can say that.
1: I'd say that was one game. Hey, um. While we have a quick minute. I just don't think it'll be a good game. How about Fresno State last week against UCLA? Their poor quarterback. Yeah. That dude put the team on his back.
0: Dude, I don't even know.
1: That was like the natural. I mean. Like injured ribs and all.
0: UCLA, LSU. So I mean, and again, you know, the, the transit thing doesn't work. But so I mean, what are you doing with this?
1: It's so hard to read. Oh, yeah. man. No,
0: I think Notre Dame would absolutely demolished –
1: but that, um, that's the scary part. There's not a whole lot of ranked matchups this week.
0: No, there's not a lot of great games this week. Um,
1: fact, that's the only other one, really, outside of ours.
0: Yeah, no, that's it. Um, everybody's kind of this is uh, the non-conference kind of cupcake type thing. Yeah. Uh, I watch out for that West Virginia Oklahoma game.
1: i about to say I was looking at that because yeah. uh, remember what I said last week, right? I said West Virginia playing Virginia Tech. I said keep an eye on that Mm -hmm. one. And sure enough, West Virginia won that game.
0: Yeah, watch out for that one. That should be a real good one just because I think, one, I think OU just has some legitimate issues that they haven't sorted out. And, two, coming off beating Virginia Tech, like West Virginia's fired up thinking they can make some noise in in the Big 12.
1: And and I think Oklahoma as the number four team, honestly. Is laughable? They're laughable. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to losing to a team like Texas this year.
0: Or West Virginia. Or West Virginia.
1: (laughs) Or Kansas State. Don't they always lose
0: to Kansas State in that? very moment? Every
1: freaking year, man. I swear, it's like, there's no reason they should lose to that team in Manhattan. But guess what? They find a way, man. Life life, uh, finds a way.
0: Well, yeah, it's kind of a quiet weekend um, for for college football. uh,
1: Sneaky good football game here for you. Uh, You have two undefeateds in the Big 12. Uh, Squaring off, one's ranked 25. The other one is currently not ranked, and that is Kansas State at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a th- six-point favorite at home.
0: Mm, I won't watch it. I won't watch. I'm sure it Sure, it's at 11 a.m. <laughs> I won't um, watch it either. But uh, but yeah, no, and I'll you know I'll tune in. Um, uh,
1: Florida and Tennessee.
0: <laughs> Tennessee's awful, dude. Terrible. And I think Florida showed that they're a lot better but, than. And we talked about that preseason, like they weren't getting a whole lot of hype.
1: No, and you know what? Here's here's another game. Just just as a quick little aside, that uh, pair of undefeateds playing each other. And I know Big Ten, we don't care, but Michigan hosting Rutgers.
0: Michigan uh, might be figuring it out.
1: Well, Michigan's a 20-point favorite against Rutgers, and they're both undefeated. I'm really curious to see how they yeah, don't think, I don't
0: think Rutgers play anybody.
1: I don't think they've played uh, anybody either, but you never all know. All I
0: know is um, Army hung 52 on somebody last week. It was a uh, UConn.
1: Ooh, well, if, UConn's awful. Yeah, right? but
0: Army scored fifty-two points. Pretty good. That's a lot of points for That's Army. A lot of points. Yeah, and they got Miami. Ohio. Hey, Army's undefeated, man. All right. And um, they look good.
1: All right, love. Yeah, I said. I, I think Army's gonna be. Just yeah, they career
0: they career. they might maybe lose a game this year. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Uh, so Vanderbilt Stadium capacity forty thousand, and Georgia's coming into town this week. What's the likelihood that Georgia breaks thirty-five thousand at that stadium? A of Just bread. Georgia fans?
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll give them $25,000. $25, uh, I, th- I think, I, honestly, I, I think Georgia fans won't want to make the trip. Mm-hmm. This is really not even worth it. Um, but I mean, there won't be a lot of Vandy fans. I, there might be, there might be thirty thousand people at that game, and about twenty-two thousand of them will be in, in red and black. Yeah.
1: See, that's the funny part. It's like you look at, I mean, because I've seen some of those pictures from whenever Georgia travels to Vanderbilt, and it's just pathetic. Yes, it's just so much red. It's, it's little, like Athens North it's for literally them. Literally Athens North. Yeah, it was
0: like like Waco. You know, used to be for us, like yeah, Kyle you know, Field North, man.
1: Literally seventy-five percent of your stadium is going to be maroon. Wow. Welcome. Uh, But other than that, really, I mean, there's not much else to report. No,
0: I, I, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the OU game, though, just Um, because I think West Virginia showed something uh, last week. You do
1: have a two thirty ESPN game between Clemson and NC State. I want to see NC State win that game and just eliminate the issue.
0: Clemson will be done, yeah. Yeah,
1: just eliminate the issue because Clemson. Let's face it; they looked like crap against Georgia uh, Georgia
0: Tech. Yep. Yeah, they've looked like crap in OU has. So it's going to be interesting because you're about to start. Having games that matter in conference, so you're gonna have. You know, this is where you talk about the rubber meeting the road. You can't afford to lose conference games. Not anymore. You can't know, can't do it. Can't do it. it's so. that time. So All right, man.
1: What else is good? What's new?
0: Um, I, dude, I'm getting down to like the 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 nitty gritty of this trip. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if I can get to the Everton match away. If not, I'm actually gonna kind of redo my itinerary a little bit. Yeah. So I'm still going to Munich, but then uh, instead of going to London first. I'm actually going to go to Luxembourg, and I'm going to spend uh, uh, I, I, almost two days in Bastogne.
1: That would be cool, though. Yeah, I,
0: I, I was binging uh, Band of Brothers for the 38th bedrillionth time, um, and Great I was, like, I was like, you know, instead of going to Northern Ireland for like a day or day and a half just to basically screw off, like, why not go to Bastogne? And I'm literally going to go to Bastogne and walk around the woods. Like, give me a map. I'm good at this. Give me a map. I want to go to the town of Foy. So I, I'm really, really looking forward to that. But... If I get if I get tickets to the Everton match, I'll go from Munich to London, and then I'll go from London to Luxembourg, <laughs> and then I'll go from Luxembourg to Paris, and
1: then uh, of course we're gonna let Everton uh, get smacked around a little bit because. Well, I mean,
0: I'm, I mean, they should be a lot more rested now that they're out of the Caribou Cup. They lost to a uh, Championship side today.
1: I know it's a beautiful thing. Damn toffees can absolutely take a nap. Yes, love them.
0: Fantastic. Oh and I did I did thoroughly enjoy uh Sunday morning watching uh, watching the absolute heartbreaker to Manchester United and it was it, a tight game man It it dawned on me one it had to end that way Lingard had to to score against us it just had to happen It had to happen. Yeah. And two between the match and and Twitter you know and social media um <clears throat> I've decided that Ronaldo and Manchester United is the perfect marriage.
1: Oh, 100% because it, they're both completely insufferable.
0: Oh yeah, and like they can just go cry and whine together forever and it'll be so great mm-hmm. because I it's fantastic to me how much of a baby he is and it was like the perfect storm with him coming into the Premier League oh, yeah. the year that the year that the Premier League was like uh, yeah, we're gonna let some more fouls go now. <clears throat> so yeah. now he looks like a complete buffoon just flopping all over the place, like a you know, a largemouth bass sitting on the deck. Good. Yeah. Not breaking my heart, I just yeah. yeah, I mean he's such a phenomenal talent too. It, he it, is. It drives me bad that a dude that weird. good has to has to has to flop that much. And
1: it's like, hey, bro, you got tattoos, but clearly your uh, t- pain tolerance isn't that high.
0: Well, he, <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to have to relearn the game though, since they've changed the rules up a little bit, and you know they're allowing more contact, which I love. So th- yeah. that that's sorry, we won't blurb no, but, too much about no, Premier League.
1: I was <laughs> I was looking at it right now, just kind of taking a look at the table, and you got three teams all sitting with thirteen points at the top right now, and Brighton, Hove Albion in fourth right yeah. now, ahead of Manchester City. Let's yeah. go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, every everything it's it's just so early.
1: Uh, Everton's ahead of Tottenham too, so uh, suck it.
0: No, we're like tenth or seventh or eight. I don't know. You're we're not good. You're eighth. You're just we're you're not good. good because we drew two matches we should now. But that's right. It's four points. We're in, still uh, still, on the still the table. Floating like about thirteenth. Right well, now. hey, they're out of the relegation zone.
1: Yeah, it took them long enough. <laughs> Poor Norwich is just like buried down there. They don't have any points yet. They lost five straight.
0: Sucks to suck.
1: Sucks to suck. Welcome, welcome back, losers. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway. Um we're heading up to Omaha and Lawrence and Canadian this week. Good. Uh, we have back-to-back shows with uh, Pecos in the Rooftops. Then we're headlining in Canadian. Uh, so those will be fun. Uh, had a great night out at the Tap on Saturday. Uh, good crowd. Good. I think they ended up announcing, I think it was plus 400. I think they said it was about 450, somewhere around there. Right on. Uh, which, you know, good, good crowd. Um People sang, people joined in with what we were doing, and that's exactly what we wanted. A lot of energy. A lot of energy and it was a good time and you know, we've got our new guitar player with us that's you know, adding that fifth piece, so it's been great. Good. Can't cry about it, and now we're just uh, rock and rolling on so to the next.
0: Give me, me watch the game on the road then.
1: Yeah, I mean I'll have to. We're gonna be in Canada. I'm gonna be up in the panhandle, up in Canadian, Texas. trying to catch a bar of cell reception with just a thousand other people just goofing off in a field, eating a calf. It's wonderful. Old calf fry cook-off, boy. Woo!
0: Yeah, we're, uh, I'm actually heading, uh, for those of y'all that listen to it, Courtney Gruner, that, you know, they came on to the Red, White, and Blue. Out, I'm going to head out to their house. They, nice. live, they live out in Anderson, and they're, uh, in fact, tomorrow, they're putting water in their brand new pool, so I'm going to, we're going to swim, and they've got a set up to where I can literally be in the pool, drinking beer, watching the football game.
1: That sounds nice. <laughs> I've
0: had worse Saturdays.
1: All I I will say is I'm really excited that I'm going to get a chance to watch this game uh, this way. Um, Strictly because um, where we stand and the way that I have done football games, fun fact, I have not been to a game at Jerry World since the re-up of the rivalry in Jerry World. Really? Not once. Keep that up. why the hell would I break that? Yeah, yeah, keep
0: that up. (laughs)
1: Yeah, people. People always ask me. They're like, "Hey, dude, are you gonna go to the game in Arlington?" No. I said, "Hell, no." They're like, "Why? You don't want to get well." First off, that's you know? of it being stupid expensive. Two, why would I screw up the mojo?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't want to take out a personal loan for one.
1: No, <laughs> I'm, you know, I would rather, in the way it typically ends up going, not always, but sometimes I'll go watch it at the chicken. I go sit out there. I have a bacon cheeseburger and just hang out and watch the game. Yeah. you know, bacon.
0: Yeah right. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the game. Um, I, I was able to go to the game last week, a uh, first time in Kyle for the year and first time in Kyle for a while. Oh, it was nice. Yeah, it was. It was a beautiful day, and it, it was, was nice to see the football game. And it was always, always nice to be back in Kyle Field, and you know, just kind of around the whole tailgate scene. And it was great. And yeah. but this this week I'm back out of Kyle.
1: Yeah, and so. we're we'll, we'll stay out for a while, but. Um, Definitely looking forward to hearing what anybody has uh, additional questions. And, of course, uh, any post-game analysis after this week. I mean, win or lose, it's going to be interesting. uh, I think there's going to be plenty to talk about.
0: Yeah, I had some Hog fans and run mentions last night. um, Oh, no. And so – Part of me is just like, please win so I don't have to hear the toothless wonder. And the dude started like dropping like, well, yeah, I'm not going to be at the game because I'm serving my country in Germany. And I was like, you're, you're such great. a hero. Congrats. Like,
1: about you're serving your country in Germany? Yeah. you know, he's, you're sitting, he's, sitting around eating pepper sauce yeah, every
0: he's, day? I mean, he's, he's stationed in Germany, so right on. Like, God bless him. But, like, don't try and drop bombs on me, bro. Um, like, hey, congratulations. Right on. You're in Germany, and I do appreciate your service. And uh, But, man, if you're, if you're on Twitter and not hanging out, in germany like right. you gotta you gotta live it up man
1: right uh enjoy your beer and brats delicious i will when
0: i get to munich
1: i'm sure you will like i want to go to germany i uh, want to go bad
0: yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm not gonna have a, a ton of
1: time but i'm looking forward to it so I'll enjoy it best you can man all right so here we are uh make sure you do follow us on our socials that's gonna be rob mm-hmm. the Slapper on twitter Roy bay <coughs> 15 on twitter He's never gonna not laugh at it. He's
0: never not gonna giggle at Rob the Slapper.
1: All right, so and of course, be sure to follow us at the Red Ass Podcast as well. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and upload these tonight. If you find them early, great, cool, you found them. Uh, otherwise, uh, I will post them onto Twitter tomorrow. Uh, you guys, take care, be safe, beat the hell out of Arkansas, yes. and never walk away. <laughs>